What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DCU, Penn's Finest, Chris Culture, CB Culture Boy. We have another great episode for you guys today. The championship games did wrap up this weekend. Unfortunately, the Baltimore Ravens, Chris's Baltimore Ravens, did not uh, advance to the Super Bowl. They could not beat the uh, the new Darth Vader of the league. Uh, and then over in the NFC side, the Niners stamped their ticket to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy finally going to get to be playing in the big game after what happened last year. Uh, but really, we're going to be talking about our all-star ballots. Of course, the starters did come out. And some of us have objections. A lot of people got objections. Um, and with the reserves coming out Thursday, we're also going to be giving our reserves and, of course, the two wild card spots. Um, and I'll really be the bulk of the episode, uh, the reviews, and then the all-star ballots. But, of course, before we get into that, we're going to do summits, plummets, and Danny always will kick us off with that. I get it kicked off. My summit is a personal summit this week. I will be in Miami this weekend. So- I'm out here in Miami. Yeah, it's good. I mean, finish, we, we finish, the line. finish the bar for me. I will not finish that bar. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, I might see Jimmy Butler versus Kawhi Leonard if they're not ducking the heat and uh, literally ducking the heat. Um, the bagless bros. Yeah. Uh, no bag but, on either of them. Yeah, I'm going to do double summit this week. Another personal summit for me. I placed uh, day two in a poker tournament, professionals. I got 93rd out of 1,200 people. I'm him. <sighs> That's pretty good. This That's is not good. This is not your outlet. <laughs> nah, I'll play it, man. That's awesome. Especially, you know, just a random, rando college kid placing in poker tournaments. Yo, funniest conversation. I'm, I'm sitting there playing. They're like, yo, how many kids you got? I'm like, I'm 21. Boy. <laughs> That's crazy. How many kids you got? Yeah, that's Dude, I, nuts. I, I'm cut, not many 21 year olds are coming to the casino with a full beard and like. I mean, I don't know. I just wouldn't look at you and think you're a dad whatsoever. I don't know. You don't I got dad weight. strength. So I, I lost weight too. So I lost the dad strength. Yeah, I was like, hey, that's how it's going. Well, you never had the dad strength. Chill. I, Chris don't even got the dad strength yet. He just got that 30 plus strength. Yeah, and, and that's bar- that barely works. To be honest with you, barely. <laughs> Chris, you're halfway to the unk strength. Unk strength is crazy, man. <laughs> I can get strength in my unk age. I'm cool with that. Yeah, bro. If I was that. ever as strong as Shannon Sharp, I would not be doing this show. I would be, I don't know. Doing I'd this. Throwing, I, I, I'd, be a, I'd be a bouncer, probably. Bro, bro would be playing for the, uh, the Niners. I'm not. I am not taking Kyle Juszczyk's spot. <laughs> oh, you be, He's you really taking, just, bro. Uh, yo, he. I'm telling you, bro. He could go to like 27 other teams and just be a starting tight end. Like he's just nimble like he's that. Nice. He's nice. Uh, we get go to Chris for his summit and plummet. <laughs> well, the, we the plummet is. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the plummet is. I thought I was gonna watch a football game uh, last Sunday, but somehow all the TVs in the world broke. Aliens came down and. Replaced Todd Munkin with uh, me, and I just threw the ball with Brian times. Johnson or, uh, with, or Brian Arthur Cole, Smith. Me and Brian Johnson put together. I've never seen something like that. You run the ball 36 times a week before, and then you go out there and be like, That worked cool. Let's run it six times on running backs. I'm not sure. Very sad, very disappointed. And the reason I'm disappointed and it's because of my summit, I mean, my plummet 
it was very winnable. Like the defense didn't give up any points. I mean, the Ravens didn't score any points in the second half, but the defense didn't give up any points to a Patrick Mahomes team. That's unheard of a lot of times. And in those type of games, you have to win those. I think it was such a winnable game. And I do want to say this. Um, even though that is a plummet, people need to relax on Zay Flowers. He's the best player on the Ravens side of the ball on offense by far. And he might have been the best player on the field. But Kyle Hamilton might have had something to say about that. But Zay, Zay Flowers was elite all over. The mistakes he made, he'll be back. And at the end of the day, that touchback rule is my least favorite rule because I, I watched Justin Jefferson get a touchdown, miss like that. Great play by Snead, though. That was a game-saving play, which it ended up being. So shout out to them. But that that's my plummet, just watching – that unfold because I feel like it was very winnable. Um, my summit is y'all just get all both my way. My summit is the fact that mm, I was gonna say that I think Caitlin Clark is like gonna go one. I was talking to Tony about this, and I, I want to see her match up with I mean, uh, link up with Leah Boston. So that's my summit. Look like it's going to be like that, barring any type of weird, catastrophic, weird thing happening. So that's my summit. The WNBA is about to be back. And I'll have another uh, dynamic duo to root for. <clears throat> yeah, one thing days. that one thing to say about the Zay Flowers play fumbling. I mean, I feel like it's been in the NFL this way for so many years. You can't change it that it's going to be a touchback. Also, he didn't fumble out of the end zone. The Chiefs recovered. Yeah, Whereas, like, yeah, I was I was going to say like, that too. Hardman fumbled out of the end zone against the Bills. Like that that is a debate. If fumbling out of the end zone should be a, I don't know about that. I think it should still be a touchback. The defense should have some sort of an advantage, right? Like the defense caused mm-hmm. a fumble. They, the offense can't have yeah. every advantage. Yeah. Uh, so where I, like I personally think, because here's the thing in, in the area of the field like that, it's, it's essentially sacred ground. The offense only has to go so many more yards so the oh, defense push push. Back, push push come on exactly like even if let's say it's at the one like, like it's just automatic so like i just think having that rule if you're going to extend for the goal line like you're taking a risk in in reaching out and on and everywhere else on the field yes there's no risk but six points is on the line here so i think that i I get why people don't like it, but rules are rules. And I personally like the rule. I mean, most sacred uh, area of the field, you should um, don't play with your meat. Don't play with your meat. Like like Glenn Rivers said, do not play with that meat. Um, I mean, but realistically, yeah. what did Cam Newton, Cam Newton used to dunk on people? He used to go over top. I'm jumping. No, no, all right. Cam Cam is different. He held the ball out like, like this. this, and. Dunked it on people's head and pulled the ball back. Like he held on to the ball. He was like actually dunking on people. It was insane. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't. Elite this, this game manager, Dunker. Elite. Yeah, this is why I hate. Like, people compare his rushing touchdowns to Jalen Hurts. Bro, Cam 2015 and, and the year after, bro, he was just letting, he was laying everything on the line. Like, everything. Jalen, not to say he doesn't give 100% effort every single time, but like in terms of putting your body on the line, you know, as mobile quarterbacks, you're trying to, you know, we're trying to be, you know, longevity. Like we're trying to stay healthy. And of course, I say we because I known JV quarterback one time. Uh, one time. Definitely one, one game. Def, def, definitely mobile. Uh, the quarterback rating was pretty crazy. Uh, 
You were playing you know. a bunch of juvenile criminals. No, we were playing Ratner. I thought you were playing Glenn Mills. No, Glenn Mills was freshman year. We were on the freshman team. And then, like, last second, they were like, oh, if y'all want to play in the JV game, yeah, go ahead. We got smoked. But, hey, you'll never guess who threw me that touchdown that day. Nate Desenzi, say no. Gaetano. <laughs> anyway, Crazy, Chris, right? Anyway, Chris, hold on, hold on, I, Chris, you're amazed. We played against criminals in high school. Yeah, Glenn Mills was like a um, – it was like a school for juveniles. Uh, and they didn't really have access to, like, technology and stuff like that. They were almost like reverse Amish people. Uh, reverse Amish? So when we went there my sophomore year – sophomore year is, for me, is 2018. 2018, keep that in mind. They're getting lit to look at my dab. I, I swear. I swear. Three-year-old song. And that was, like, what they played because that was what they knew. That was what was lit for them. It was so crazy. It's so uh, much that I packed for me. So much we got absolutely pack. screwed, man. Our man's Denadre, oh my, my favorite God. worker now. Big he huffed on somebody so bad, took an 80 yards to the crib. They call it offensive pass interference. Our defensive coordinator went on Twitter after the game, looked at the all 22 angle, posted it, and he was like, and dude, he like tagged the referee committee. He was like, Yeah, this is so bullshit. Um bro said all dude, 22 I, angle. The, it, it, the that's the all 20, that's the all 22 is the Enzo angle. The Delco all 22. <laughs> It was the chai all 22 for your information. I might actually take this beginning of the episode to rehash on some old uh, high school stuff. That, that was that was pretty fun. But I actually do have a, a, a summit. Uh, my summit, also like Danny, not really um, sports related. Um, I'm picking up Spanish again. Um, I need to uh, get He's back to Miami. That. He's moving no, to Miami. I feel Spanish as if I, I don't inherit my culture a little bit enough. So, you know, we're, we're starting from ground zero. Starting from did someone, call, did someone call you white? Nah, I was just like my I have a I have a manager who who speaks Spanish. I'm just kind of like I have this same ability to do so, so I have to capitalize on it. But you know, just just starting small, baby steps, and then yeah, but plummet. Um, what is the plummet, man? What what what's the what's going on? I guess really the only bad thing was Kristaps twisted his ankle pretty bad. Uh, but I mean, he 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 hit his leg on my parlay before he got hurt, so I can't even be too mad at him. He handled business so, and got on out of there. One thing he's gonna do, bro, he's gonna torch the Heat because you switch him because they get the switch onto a smaller guy, bro. He's just like he's either on the post and he's just gonna shoot that thing right over, or he's on three and he's shooting that thing like they the forget seven three. They forget. Uh, he, uh, that's my favorite Celtics play of all time. We got a seven three dude who can shoot. We got seven three Clay Thompson. And the way he shoots, he, like, catapults it. It's, like, it's so satisfying. It's such a quick release. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. No, it, it's turned into a stomach that the, the Celtics have Kristaps Porzingis. I'm I'm muy happy. Muy bien. You know what's crazy? I saw the thing. Mm-hmm. They said Galen Brown's going for 70 next. And then they were playing the Celtic, the Clippers at home, and he had, like, six. Oh, yeah, he had, like, six. <laughs> <laughs> we got smoked by the Clippers, man. I'm not even mad at that game, bro. It was just, like. It's crazy. Now done right now. It, All, yeah. No one on the Clippers had a crazy game. No, no one. Everybody just played good, which just made yeah. me mad. And the thing—that's why I texted y'all. I was like, "We'll get down. We'll, like another team will go on a run. Joe will call a timeout. He's gotten better at that. But we go out of the timeout and nothing changes. Like I, I don't understand. Like 
if here's the thing, and a lot of people are like, we all are blaming Joe for like Jalen Brown doing stupid stuff. Jalen Brown's doing stupid stuff, bench his ass. Like, we got two guards we can go to. We have another wing we can go to. If we want to run it, I don't think Chris Ops was playing, but like, bro, throw Lamar Stevens out there. He, at least he's good for defense. And he doesn't really have a role on offense, but that's not really what we need right now. We need pack stops, but uh, neither here nor there. Um, unfortunately, um, Chris, I think we're just going to have to rip off the Band-Aid, man. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about Ravens, Chiefs. Yeah, Chris, um, I want to hear from you. Uh, yeah, I'll say I want to. Yeah, we, we can start there. Uh, let, let's, let's let's start like a kid. What are the positive takeaways, and then we'll go to the negatives. Yeah. Okay. What made you ha- What made you happy, and what what hurt your feelings? I have tears in my eyes just thinking about it. Um, what made me happy <clears throat> is that after Kyle Hamza got absolutely kelseyed on that first touchdown. He figured it out, and he he played great after that. And he actually wasn't playing bad defense. I mean, it, it is Travis Kelsey. I mean, he, one of one at the end of the day. So, I mean, that, that made me happy. Zay Flowers made me happy as well because, like I said, besides those plays, he was the only person really making – Making like making sense, <laughs> like that. It, it made he looked like Zay of the season. Basically, what I'm trying to say. Um, that was that was nice to see. Matabike got a sack on on uh Patrick Mahomes. That doesn't happen often. So shout out to Beak. That was cool. Easy. That ain't yeah. easy. Um, that was cool. So the, I think those are really things that the only things that really made me happy. Um, I should have seen Justin Tucker a couple more times. Um, for some reason we just love going for them four from threes. I don't understand it. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what made me happy. What made me sad. I'll start really quick. Rip Bandit off. Nelson Aguilar was RB2, unfortunate. Uh, that really made me very, very sad. The fact that Mark Andrews came back and then the offense forgot about Likely and Mark Andrews. Neither one of them got the ball. So that sucked a lot. Um, seeing OBJ catch a few passes in the third quarter was cool. Uh, but also at the same time, it's like, what are we doing? Rashad Bateman was open so many times, but then also I don't even trust him to catch the ball, so that made me sad. I don't know if I wanted him to throw it. I don't know what I wanted. I, I was just in confusion. But the thing that made me the most sad is that we went away from everything that worked all year. Everything. Lamar went away from the randomness that makes him special. And the reason I say that, you can tell at some points he was trying to prove doubt is wrong. I can be a pocket passer. No matter what, I can stand in here and take a hit. You don't have to do that, bro. The people who are fans of the Ravens, fans of you as a player, we understand that what makes you special is the fact that you can get out of those plays and make a 40-yard run out of nothing. That's what makes you special. At the end of the day, you kind of clipped a little bit of that by, I think, trying to over be a pocket passer. Now, it could be because of some of the pressure that Patrick Mahomes puts on teams because you know you have to go be great to beat him because he's going to put up points, he's going to put pressure on your defense, so on, so so forth. But that's really what what made me what made me uh that's really my takeaways from the game. I'm not like super disappointed. Not like we lost to I was gonna say Dak Prescott. Yeah, not like we lost to Dak Prescott. We lost to uh Patrick Mahomes. The the lost second the best ever TV. only second to Brady as of right now because of accolades and longevity, and that'll probably be passed at some point. So I'm not necessarily sad about that, I'm not embarrassed, but it's just like like I said, it just felt so attainable because it really was. And to watch our defense literally shut them out in the second half. And not to be able to win when we really only down seven is it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. So um, yeah, that Chris, that was really it. This is how yeah. LeBron's gonna feel when he comes to the Sixers and loses to Wemby in the finals in two years. Unfortunately, um, you got it. LeBron is. You think LeBron is gonna Yo, first draft of all, Bronny and then Bron's gonna be a spur. Boom. That's probably gonna we happen. need that. <laughs> well, we need all that. We need all that. So first of all, you got true point guard Bronny James. 
you got the vet, the vet, LeBron, good locker room guy, I guess. Um, and then you got Wemby. So, uh, and don't forget, uh, Devontae, the Devontae Graham still on the contract. Uh, Charlotte Hornet legend, by the way. Charlotte Hornet legend. <laughs> and then, of course, you're going to have LeBron's, LeBron's best buddy in the league, Jeremy Sohan. Ooh, they I get along so well. They're releasing him the day LeBron signs. He's getting released. He's getting Yo, we'll talk about it more later. Gone. Mento, he he been nice. He been nice since Trey started. And they, and they bumped him back to the. They bumped him back to the four. And then they went Trey Vassell, who they insert into the starting lineup instead. They bumped it, it, Wemby it, it, to center. You got Snowhand. Right? I think Keldon's on the bench. Keldon so comes off the bench, which I think yeah. is a beautiful move for them. Smart, but. Anyway, we're talking about the My AFC bad. Championship game. Um, AFC Championship game. I'm going to tune in. I think what we saw in this game was pure dominance by the Kansas City Chiefs. The first drive, you saw the Chiefs open up. They they went down like they were – like they had Tyreek Kill and Kelsey again. Everyone was firing all cylinders. This team turns it on at the right time every single year, and you, you just don't know how to stop it because I feel like Mahomes coasts through the regular season, and then he just like, I got a shot in the playoffs. Let's go. And yeah, it, it's, I, it's, yeah. it's so impossible to stop these two guys together. And as long as you have Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, you might as well bet those guys to win. And they're underdogs again in the Super Bowl for the first. Mahomes is the underdog for the first time three straight games in his career ever. That's insane. That's insane that even as a rookie, he was an underdog three straight games. True. Yeah, it's hilarious because the last time they met the Niners in the Super Bowl, they were also the first team to win three straight playoff games by trailing by double digits. Um, you know, they were down 24 to the Texans. They ended up scoring, I think, seven straight touchdowns and beating them by double digits. Titans, they were down by double digits. They won by double digits. Niners, they were down by double digits. They won by double digits. Like it, their dominance is it's it's been around for a while. One thing I want to note, uh, credit Chiefs defense. I think we uh even me personally, yeah, I picked the Chiefs to win, but I underrated them, I think, a little bit, man. I mean, this is this is the fourth best scoring offense in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. They scored 28.4 points per game, held to just 10. Like that, that's beautiful, beautiful work by Spags. Um Held them below their average yard mark as well. Ravens were sixth in the league in total yards. They were held under that mark. Um, and, I mean, I'm, I'm praising both defenses here. I mean, the Ravens held the Chiefs under 100 yards. Mike McDonald, the Chiefs came out and they punched him in the mouth. But what Mike McDonald did from that point on uh, simply just made the perfect adjustments. I would personally say in the second half, I think he outcoached Andy Reid. I, I really do. I think he figured out how to get – you know, he figured out how to get what he wanted out of out of Kyle Hamilton. Obviously, we talked about the first drive. Um, you know, he did get beat there. He got beat on two plays on a drive. But after that, I mean, he was so locked in. He might have been the best. He was certainly the best player for the Ravens that day. Um, so uh, that that kid, I mean, Danny, me and Danny both were agreeing in that drive class. He was the best player in that class. And I still do feel that way, uh, regardless of positional value or Put, putting positional value to the side, not regardless of it. But um, And as for the offense, I mean, Chris touched on it. I mean, only nine non-Lamar Jackson carries and six of only six of them were to running backs. It's completely unacceptable. You are taking just the entire life out of your offense. What made everything easy is just, just gone. Um, 
I will say they, they had negative game script. They, they had to throw the ball more than they usually plan to. Um, they haven't played behind much this year. Uh, even the games that they lost to the Steelers, they were ahead or tied most of the game uh, when they lost 17 to 10. And then they just – so they could still run the ball. Going down 17-7, maybe they, they kind of panicked and said – they, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Todd Munkin panicked 100%. I love that point you just made because at like it was what 14, seven and a half time or yeah. it was seven. It was 17, seven and a half time. Chiefs yeah. didn't even score in the second half. Nope. So you have 30 extra minutes of football and you can't run the ball. Like that's completely unacceptable. And it's not fair to Lamar. And look, as you know, excuse like, as it seems like, Aguilar had drops and they weren't getting the tight ends involved in the offense and the run game. Lamar can't get off Scott free here, man. He, he did not play a good ball game. And, and though I know what NFL fans are thinking on that likely pass interference, pass interference, you know, that thing where quarterbacks throw the ball deep and they'll get bailed out by an under, like an underthrown ball is bailed out by pass interference. You're not always going to get it, especially when the ball is that uncatchable that a DB has to undercut everything to get to where he wants. I I can't throw a flag there. And Lamar shouldn't have thrown it like that. You got to put that – if you put that over the top and you give likely a jump ball, maybe we're talking. But – You could throw a pearl right over top. And if you throws a pearl back back at the end zone, it's a touchdown. Give your guy a chance. Like, the thing is, like though, the, the big tight end. The the second one was actually most definitely a pass interference. Are we was that one also with likely? Yes, that that my one thought, was okay. Okay, my thought process as a thinking as a referee here, my thought process is the guy like went to jump the route and like ran into him, but you can't really call like they just ran into each other. I know there's a screenshot, it looks like he's holding him, but he's not really he holding him in real time, he kind of just runs into him. I know, he's not, holding, but it, he's, not like, he's not holding him, he's not holding him. And the ball's not thrown that way, so you can't call pass interference. It's like he ran into him as soon as likely tried to turn up field. Yeah, like, like, look, refs are human, man. And here's the thing. We already talked about this. The Ravens had several opportunities to win this game. The refs just don't throw a red zone pick and don't have a red zone fumble. That's Chris, two touchdowns right there. I know, I know you're praising Zay Flowers for what he did, that taunting penalty. Can't do it. That was okay. First of all, this is my thing on the taunting. If they're gonna call that, they should have been calling taunting the whole game. On on Roquan should have got four of them. Travis Kelsey should have got twelve. It should have been so many. Now I'm with you on the fact of timing. Timing was is rough to risk it right there after such a big play. I'm with you on that. But I think the I reason think why he went so hard because they were letting it go the whole game. It was so you can, celebrate, you can celebrate and flex. I think it, when he threw the ball, when he spun it and spun the ball and hit him, that's where they called the taunting. Uh, cause you can, you can get in a guy's face and, and be rough, but as soon as you start throwing, throwing things at people is where the rest get in like nitty gritty. Like, I get it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it, it's like I what Chris said. Thing. It was like, y'all were letting it slide all game. It's just, trust me. I don't I know, know what it feels like. I don't know what it feels like. I'm with you. It was a little yeah, egregious, though, Danny. I'm with you. It, it was a lot, but I think the reason why he might have went so hard is, of course, adrenaline from the game, I think. But also, too, like, as much as they were letting, like, Travis Kelsey and Roquan Smith were banging helmets for, for 60 minutes without even play being ran. Like, as soon as anything happened, boom, boom, the whole game. I'm like, bro, they were letting late hits fly, low-key, if y'all seen. Like, a couple out-of-bounds, a couple low hits on Mahomes even happened. They weren't even going. So, I'm like, I think he might have 
mess around, got carried away and lost in the fact of, oh, they're not calling. Let me just wild out. And he wild out. He sold. He definitely sold. He definitely sold. Yeah, uh, yeah I would say I, I know how it feels for a certain play style to be allowed all game. And then near the end of the game, when it really matters, they finally call the ticky tacky foul against the Chiefs. I totally understand. Um, yeah. But last point I wanted to make about this game uh, the Chiefs offense, I they look, they did a good job coming out hot because M- McDonald shut it down like complete, like after those two drives, no more, no more. Uh, but here's the thing, man. Patrick Mahomes threw 39 times, 39 times, and the weather was not pretty. So he damn near threw 40 times, and he he completed 76% of his passes. When you just got a guy who can do that, a guy who is able to complete the game-sealing pass to MVS, it's just like, man, look, 17 points does not really do it justice. How much Mahomes, like, how much he balled this game. Like started, yeah. I think fourteen for fourteen or something like that, just getting whatever he wanted. But I mean, credit to the Ravens defense for at least bouncing back, at least you know making this a game. Uh, but the Chiefs just did a good job, just coming out hot. Mahomes, you know, being himself, uh, and that's why he is TBE. Yeah, and w- the one best thing ever. Don't have a question. I would you like to say it. one thing. I'd like to say about Mahomes, you don't see what you used to see out of him though. He's more of like a – I'm just going to get it done how I need to in this system. He used to run around, spin spin around somebody, and then like – I remember the Bucks game when they played the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Uh, remember that he like went to the goal line and threw the ball in the air? Yeah. He, he, nice. you, don't, you don't see that. I mean, it was really nice. You don't see it anymore though. Um, he still makes plays out of structure, but he's not – Oh shit! What am I doing? Out of structure anymore? Are you trying he's, to say Mahomes isn't Mahomey anymore? No, he's less of the. I'm telling you, man, bro, he's he's random, a gunslinger. Man. He's a gunslinger that doesn't have the issues. He he, he can to, he can make big to. throws. He, he's like Aaron. He's like a more aggressive Aaron Rodgers. He's like Kevin yeah, Durant. But, if you if Kevin Durant wanted to take thirty shots a game, that's what Patrick Mahomes is. Every game, every game, not not, not exactly like every like game. if Kevin Durant. Just put up thirty shots a game. My my brother in Christ would be averaging thirty eight. And yeah, he always says in his head, yeah, but like I'd probably only make like forty two percent. You're Kevin Durant. You'd still shoot fifty forty ninety, averaging thirty eight a game. Yeah, and it's it's so impressive for Mahomes to do this after all these doubters. Oh, you lost yeah. Juju. Oh, you lost everyone. Kadarius Tony's not even playing. I mean, he might be a negative. That might be benefit for the people. Were, but and, like, and and us included, we were just like, like I, they have not shown me anything to like. Can I just trust you to turn it on the playoffs? I trust Mahomes, but is that receiver room so bad man, that it overcomes Patrick Mahomes? Clearly, I don't not. think Mahomes. I don't think that. I don't think we're wrong. I think that Travis Kelsey just is that fucking good. Dude, he, See, he I had, don't know if Kelsey's just having a couple hot games, or like maybe no, he's, he's just, just not washed. Like I, I don't know, I don't know. He okay. The the, the narrative that he was washed it was far beyond messed up. You know it was. You know it was getting bad though. You know it was getting bad. Yeah, he, he had a great season aside from December. Yeah, that's true. There was like a stretch of games like when Taylor was in attendance. Dude was averaging like 140 yards a game. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Um. So I, I I hate that like the net. It's it's kind of very similar 
Travis Kelsey's season is like very synonymous with the Eagles season. You got really hot in the beginning, kind of yeah. peaked, and then at the, in December it kind of fell off. Except yeah, that charge, dude. That the the Chargers game, the, the, the same days we went to Dolphin, dude. He he went nuts, man. He went entirely bonkers. But I would say if we don't have anything else to talk about on that end, we can go to the NFC Championship game. Where I guess I can get things kicked off. Um. The no, choking, choking, and that's what and that's what the Lions did. And same thing that the Ra- that the Ravens did, and I'm not sure why. Here, here are these stats: 182 rushing yards, six yards in attempt. Why are you going away from that? You have zero reason to be going away from that. It's working. Jameer Gibbs was getting to the edge, getting out of space, making people miss, making Fred Warner of all people miss. I don't know why you don't go get away from that. 17 point advantage. If you have a 17-point advantage at any point in the ballgame, why the hell is Jared Goff throwing 41 times? Jared Goff, fringe top 10 quarterback, probably a top 10 quarterback, depending on who you ask. Why is he throwing 41 times when you have 882 rushing yards? It's just no reason for that. Um, And I think that Ben Johnson was asking for a certain amount on his contract as a head coach. I think people watched that game and was kind of like, this this is how you're going to act in the big moments? I mean, great. If you're like the commanders, you know, we're probably not going to be there soon, but like, is this really what we're going to do? Are we going to, we're going to make Sam Howell or whoever our quarterback's going to be throw 41 times with a 17 point lead. It, it's just, I don't know. That's not acceptable. And and Campbell, Dan Campbell needs to bite the bullet, man. You cannot be the tough guy all the time. You can't be the super aggressive guy all the time. You got the lead. Take your points, add on to your lead. It's not that big of a deal. Like not everything's going to end in a touchdown. Um, so yeah, they were dropped and yes, plays were left out there by the players. Uh, it's not really all on the coaches drop picks, drop passes, you know, Reynolds, the interception. Um, but yo, but, but Dan Campbell, man, stop playing with that meat. Stop playing with that meat. Get, get your points. He got to stop playing with his meat. Um, what other coach did we say have to stop playing with his meat? Um, oh, someone else. I can't think of Say that. Uh, <laughs> Todd Munkin, stop playing with your meat. Um, but Niners offense, I just want to say real quick, Niners offense, uh, they leaned on CMC really well. Brock Purdy, again, I'll say this is Niner offense as a whole. If you you start slow against the Chiefs, it's over. They, they will finish it in 15 minutes because you're not coming back on them. Mahomes doesn't really let up leads like that. It happened once against the Bengals. It won't happen again. So, but way to lean on CMC. He had over 100, 100 scrimmage yards. Brock Purdy, I love that he made it a point to get Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel the ball. Couldn't really get it to Kittle a lot, but Brandon Ayuk, huge on third down, as always, made the play of the day uh, that really shifted the tide, caught the touchdown as well. Um, I'll give Brock his credit, though. Um, you know, again, not his strongest game, but he he used his legs when need be, made plays at, I think, 48 rushing yards. He had, like, 51 before the kneel downs, but... Uh, yep, hell of a job by him in the second half to get his team back in it. Of course, got bailed a little bit, but yeah, that was my thoughts. Someone else wants to kick it off. I, if you know me, I'm not a big Brock Purdy guy, I'm not a fan. Uh, I think he's fringe 20 quarterback, top 20 quarterback. I don't think he's that great. He's okay. I mean, he's average. I think this is one of the better games he's ever played in his career so far. I think to get punched in the face going down 17 points. And to to look in your, your coach in the eyes and say, we have a chance to come back is still very impressive. And what the way he did it, 
being out playing out of structure, which he usually doesn't do. He usually just throws screens and check downs and medium routes across the middle, making extending plays and throwing back across the middle to Juwan Jennings on third down. That, like you said, that play to Ayuk, it's these things are showing progressions in his game because he, he used to just sit in the pocket and if he doesn't have his first, second read, he's he's done. Now he's taken off. Now they're going to have to spy Willie Gay or Nick Bolton on him in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs have released some film on now where they can say, oh, he, this guy is sneaky athletic. He's like Carson Wentz tier athleticism. Watch your fucking mouth, boy. Don't, don't, don't ever say that again in your life. You had me a sneaky athletic, and then you said Carson Wentz level. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Current Carson Wentz. I'm kidding. Uh, he's, he's, I got he's Carson like, Wentz being him in a 40. Probably, uh, but he, Brock Purdy has his athleticism is definitely something that put the Chiefs on watch. Now they're like, oh, this guy's not just some bum. He's not Jared Goff, a statue in the pocket. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not wasting a spy on. I'm not spying him, but you, I'm not, you at I'm, least. I'm not worried about him running because, because personally, the the Lions' pass rush is weak. May we say fraudulent? May we say Linsanity run? Because their their D line's just simply not as good as Kansas City's. Chris Jones, Carlaftis, you got Bolton on the blitz. Oh, um, who did Terrace ACL. Yeah, but you still have Chris Jones, who uh guy's good. So if you um, want to see how good he is, watch his uh NFL draft 40 yard dash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go go look up Chris Jones 40 yard dash. Um I did have a, a a quick comment on the Lions defense. Didn't have a bad start, but I kind of credit that just towards the Niners just not starting well. Uh, but second half, Aaron Glenn got absolutely cooked by Kyle Shanahan. Like, absolutely cooked. Did not adjust. And now he's got a head coaching interview with the commanders. And it just gives a lot of, like, Jonathan Gannon vibes. Like, he just got cooked, and now he's about to be a head coach. It's like, mm. But Gannon turned out pretty well for him. They have a good situation going on there in Arizona. But, uh, uh, Chris, your two My, absolute favorite quarterbacks were playing though, so we do have to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, my hope of both teams losing did not come true, uh, because it can't come true. And uh, respect to Rock Purdy, honestly, I I think what what Danny said really sums up. I'm not gonna take much time for that dude to come down from be down seventeen to zero, and him to to, and I'll even say I think he led the 49ers back. Really did like, like Brock Purdy's play is what led them and gave them confidence to you know come back and win again. I said that they thought they were just out, but I think him playing as good as he did, I think it's like oh okay, you know maybe we do got a chance. So just respect to Brock Purdy for for coming back in a, in a in a huge pressure game because if he would have lost, would have been I told you so, I told you so, and now it's like we got another time to see him perform against Mahomes. So just respect to him for what he did. Um, the Lions definitely sold. Um. CJ Gardner Johnson deserves nothing good, so I'm happy that he just take an L. He's a cool guy. I like him until he was hating on uh, a lot of people that I do like, like Debo Samuel. I tell you but what, if he was on your team though, if he's oh, on I love your him. team though, I love him. I hated Marcus Williams before he was a Raven. I love him. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think the Lions had a really good season. They have something to build on. Um, I think you just same thing the Ravens did. You don't make those weird mistakes and go away from what got you there. That's it. I kind of doubt. Actually, speaking of Gardner Johnson, I doubt anyone's giving him a multi-year deal. Um, considering coming off the peck tear, um, if he didn't land a multi-year deal out of after that Philly year, I don't know what was going to land him one. So he'll be be on the market once again, and um, the Eagles should uh, 
All I'm saying is Gio Stone might be a free agent casualty. He burned that bridge, dude. He did not burn that bridge. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say it, that. It appears that he was talking shit. They, the Eagles were currently cleaning his locker out. Bro, they wouldn't. He didn't say anything bad about the Eagles. He was just like, he just had confidence in his squad. That's nothing wrong with that. He was like, I think this Lions team got more talent. Looking back on it, I mean, it's, it wasn't a crazy statement. I think, it's, I think, I think it's wrong. I think the Eagles have the better roster than Detroit. But no, I, I, I I'm still rocking with him. <laughs> I don't care if if he goes anywhere. I'd love to see him. Uh, Pittsburgh. Him go to Pittsburgh. Yep, I'd love to see him go to Pittsburgh, uh, or or go to or or go to Baltimore. I think he was he would fit nicely because he's originally a oh. slot corner, so he can play there. Um, and then you still have Marcus Williams and, and Kyle Hamilton up at safe. Ooh. It could get it could imagine, get Nick, and then you have uh, and then you have Rocky Ocean uh, outside corner too. Yeah, we're cooking. And we're cooking Minka sure. and CJ Garner Johnson with Mike Tomlin. That, that's a that's scary, man. Antonio Brown and Mike Tomlin via the Pivot Podcast. ESPN <laughs> head, head, headphones and a clipboard. Y'all know that ain't happening. Um, the Steelers do love their spot corners. That's all I'll say. Hell yeah, brother. So uh, y'all remember you had Joe Hayden, Browns yeah, Joe legend. Hayden, he's a legend. Uh, <laughs> he's now Steelers. Y'all, how how much do y'all appreciate Lions legend Zach Ertz now? Yo, he not, he didn't even play a game. He, he probably Dude, he, he the- literally signed to the worst possible team if he wanted to go ring chase. Should yeah. just go away with Mahomes. <laughs> he should have went to. Literally the Chiefs. Yes, he just pair up with Kelsey. No, the, he, he's pair up with the guy that drafted him. Huh? Didn't Andy redraft him? Uh, no, no, he did not. Chip did. I don't care, man. Chip was lit his first year, dog. And he, bro, no, his first two years actually. As a GM, no, but he made, bro, he had Mark Sanchez on the cusp of the playoffs, man. I personally don't hate Chip the coach. I hate Chip the GM because he cut Deshaun Jackson and traded LeSean McCoy. But um well, if, sorry. Do we, do we have anything yeah, else my, to add about this? Yeah, sorry about that though. My time frame is thrown off by a year. Chip coach 2013, Ertz's draft in 2013. Mm. So yep, yep. He was a uh, rookie tight end uh, oh, when he actually decided to go nuts. Did I wonder if Reed I wonder if Chips for, like got, got signed on, and then like like Reed was fired. Andy, I want Andy Reed got Black Monday, brother. Yeah, I, I know we got Black Monday, but so I yeah, wonder Andy, Andy if Reed, like actually Andy Reed got blacked. Um, <laughs> if we want to put it that way, but uh, yeah, he got fired ASAP. He got beat like forty-two nothing in the last game of the year. It was bad, man. Uh. I love it when but, the Eagles coaches get fired. You know it's coming. It, yeah, it's just so – well, Doug Peterson, I wasn't sure if he was getting fired. I kind of don't, don't know, think dude. he deserved to, but – He, like, threw a football game. He he was looking out for Howie. He was trying to get them that good draft spot. And we ended up getting Devontae Smith. So, what are we complaining for? Jalen The, Giants, pr- now. the yeah. Giants probably no. hate y'all for that. The giant, bro, you won six football games. You don't deserve to go to the playoffs, man. Stop blaming somebody else. I hate that. Um, but uh, with that being said, we can move on to our um, all-star ballots. Uh, of course, the 
the starters did come out. We're not gonna we're gonna talk about the starters that were released. Um, talk about any snubs, and then we'll give our own picks for the reserves. But I just want to point it out there right now. I think all of us are in agreement. The the West starters are perfect. We don't really need to discuss any snubs over there. We're cool with the with SGA, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant. We go with sure. that as our starting crew. For over sure. to the East. Over to the East. Big issue. Um, the East nailed it with with four of the five spots: Tyrese Halliburton, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid. For sure, bona fide starters. That second guard spot is the hot topic of debate. Damian Lillard got the the spot, and a big part of it is because because you know twenty five percent of the vote goes to the fan vote. I'm pretty sure he was two on on the on the fan vote. And it's just like, uh, he's been picking it up lately, but like, damn, he, no. Um, I want to ask, I, I know Chris's answer, but Danny, who, Halliburton's start, one of the starting guards, who would you have personally put as, as the second, who'd you have as your, your second guard? It's a hard question, man. Um, cause you're looking at the NBA. It's loaded. <laughs> Like it, it's it's a loaded question. Like, look, legitimately, you could go with Maxi, Trey Young. I don't hate Damian Lillard, but I I'm actually gonna go with the guy in in New York, in Jalen Brunson. Fair. Fair. He is yeah, I number, think no, I think a lot of people he, were vouching for Mr. Brunson. So I think to be an All Star starter, you should be a number one on a team, leading your team. And that's not what is going on with the Milwaukee Bucks. Because I think Giannis Antetokounmpo is the clear number one. And Dame is the clear number two. And it's not that Dame is like a two. He's not a two. I mean, I think he's a 1A, 1B type of guy. But you saw what the Bucks ha- what happened to the Bucks when Giannis was out and they had played Dame. If you, with the Knicks, there are a whole offenses, Jalen Brunson. He brings the ball up. He distributes. He isos. The Nick, the New York Knicks are nothing without Jalen Brunson, and now nah, they added OG, so like they 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 started to develop more of like an identity behind that. But that team, that team, I nice. think it, it's good. That that team came into Philly and beat the shit out of the Sixers. I I I, I can't com- like complain. Like this team is very good. I still think they're right behind. Like I think there's something they're like a four or five seed, and at best, I'll tell you what I think. It can't guard Embiid, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, I mean, but who can? You know, that's not that's not a bad thing. But I'll tell uh, you what, though, everybody Denver, else, Denver everybody else getting strapped. Everybody else on that Sixers team was getting strapped. I mean, Josh Hart, you already know how he's coming. OG, DiVincenzo, like they're – the fact that they don't have their elite rim protector in Mitchell Robinson and their defense has just gotten better because of OG, it's certainly saying. But yeah, uh, you know, Chris, I know he's big on Brunson as well, but um, I'm going to provide some parity. I had Donovan Mitchell as my second starting guard. I think the Cavs did not get out to the hottest start to start the year, and then you lose your starting point guard to a broken jaw, and then you lose your young four slash five and Evan Mobley for a couple weeks. And Donovan Mitchell's response is, me and my boys going to go on like this seven-game win streak. Are we going to win like eight of our last ten? 
can't think of it off the top of my head, but I mean, he's averaging 27, five and six this year and he's completely backpacking this team. He's, he's rallied the troops, Max Struess. He's, he's been shooing. George's Niang had almost a perfect game the other day. Um, so I had Donovan Mitchell there. I'm completely fine with Jalen Brunson as well. I per- I think both of them deserved it over um, Damian Lillard. Um, so at least we're in agreement that it, it's one of them. But I'll swing it to Chris. Chris, can you give us your five reserves and then your two wild cards? Um, for the East, right? Yep. Well, yeah, we'll start East. We'll start East. Okay. So my five reserves for the East is the guy I was going to say instead of Brunson. I was with you on Diamond Mitchell, so Mitchell's my first reserve. Second reserve, because somebody at some point has to put some respect on this guy's name. I'm not even – I don't care about the team's record. Trey Young is my second guard off the bench. Um, This may come – these next two may come as a surprise. My two forwards are Paolo Bancaro is my forward. And I have Scotty Barnes too. I'm not the biggest Scotty Barnes fans, but the way Scotty Barnes has been playing, I think he's picking up, and I think it's only going to get better. So it's maybe like a kind of projection pick a little bit. Um, but I got Scotty Barnes, and then center, the guy I've been lobbying for all year, Bam. Bam's my my backup center, and I, in a way, I put that as like almost after Embiid is like, who do you even think about in the East next? Is it Vucevic? Like you know what I'm saying? So I, I think Bam's Bam's my guy there. I was gonna say KP, but KP missed a little bit of time, so I'll yeah, he KP, missed he missed too much time. time to make the game, but and. Yeah. You know, the guys deserve it. That's fine. Yeah. So that, that, that was my, I was in between him. And then the two wild cards I have uh, Jalen Brown. And then I had Julius Randle, but I'm sure he's going to miss it. So I put uh, Tyrese Maxey instead. Nice. Okay. Okay. So Dame just doesn't make your game. No, he doesn't. And I'll tell you why. I, and it's not even like I'm trying to hate on Dame bad. It's really just at the end of the day, bro. I think the guards have been better than him this year. I can name, if it's four guards on the team, especially if you're going by guard, I can name four guards that have been better than Dame. Are they better than Dame all time? Or at currently, I wouldn't say so, but better seasons, like just statistically, which is kind of what it's about. And then today I'd pick Mitchell, Trey, Brunson, Halliburton. Those would be my four. And then Dame would just miss it. Dame would be my fifth guard. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, and uh, and Maxie will be on too. So that'd be my fifth. Him and Dame, you could probably swap. Maxie's more of a – I feel like he's most improved player for one, and I feel like he should get more love. So this is kind of like me, you know, trying to throw him in there. So I wouldn't be mad at Dame making over Maxie. But, yeah, that's my that's – Daddy, did you, have, did you have your list ready or you wanted me to – or do you want me to go first? I have my list ready. All right, go ahead. So at the guard – I think it should – well, I think it should be Dane, but I think it's going to be Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell. At the forward, I like Jalen Brown, Paolo Boncaro. And it's going to be, sound crazy. Give me Bam out of bio. And then My bad. at the wild card. the wild cards? At the wild card. You can't go with an NBA All Star game without Mr. Flashy himself, Trey Young. Mm-hmm. I wish, okay. I wish. It's going to say, one second. Ooh. I like, I, ha- I have, uh, yeah, allergies and it's the winter, you feel me? But, uh, yeah. I wish this guy didn't get hurt earlier in the year. Um, I wish there was a guy down in Charlotte who, one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was uh, on my snubs. He was on my snubs. 
So I I wish he can make it. I think I'm gonna say Tyrese Maxey as a hometown sixer. My snub, Kyle Kuzma. Mm, I mean, when you have eight wins, you're probably not sending anybody to the All Star game. But fair enough. But uh, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he out there he, playing like he need badges. So you know, he doing him for sure. He's, I mean, Kuzma's having a career year for sure. Like this is yeah. like, I mean, yeah. One of the, and I like the thing I like about Kuz, man, is that like, all right, we're on a bad team. I'm just gonna go get mine. But I know the moment he gets traded, like he gets traded to like a contending team, he knows exactly how to lock it down as a role player, and, and he Yo. knows his place. And I completely love that for him. But I'm going to be uh, oh my, go, Danny, go. Man. Kuzma reminds me of like a a young Tobias Harris. <laughs> okay, I think Does I think he's sense? a little more. Uh, I think he's a little more. I don't. He, he's a little he's more, more physical than Tobias. I think too. Yeah, yeah I, I would say, yeah, he's not more physical than Tobias. I want to say that because Tobias, you know, he likes to get on the he, post, get physical. Big body. Yeah. Yeah. Kuz is a little bigger, I think, though. Like, you know, a yeah. little bit of a better rebounder. Um, yeah. So my but reserves. They got that same. Or did you have style. one more? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're coming from. Um, my reserves, of course, Jalen Brunson, but, my number one reserve. If he was not a reserve, he should be starting. Trey Young, I got Paolo Bancaro, Julius Randle, who unfortunately just dislocated his shoulder. I will have Jalen Brown replacing him. I also have Bam Adebayo making the All-Star game. My wild cards are Tyrese Maxey and Damian Lillard. Uh, Some of my snubs, Jimmy Butler. You can't fool us, Jimmy. You can't fool us, James. We know you're good. Stop taking 11 shots a game. Start Start putting up 18. Start putting up 21 shots a game. We know you're good. We know you can average 27 if you want. But, you know, he wants to be the cool guy. I have Franz Wagner as 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 one of my my snubs. I think, you know, Paolo's obviously the number one guy on that team. But, like, Franz does so much for that squad. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to at least, you know, show him some love. Scotty Barnes was obviously one of my snubs. Um, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. face of the man. league. Yep, Scotty Scotty Barnes, the face of the spectrum. Uh, I I don't I can't think of too many other like crazy like absolute snubs. Like I think if all of our lists are relatively the same, we all have the same guys except Chris and Scotty Barnes in there. But Yo, you know the snub? May I say three All Stars in one team? The Boston Celtics. Chris stops. I I think if. Jalen Brown would be the only serious snub in my like. I love Derek White. I don't think he's making the All Star game. Kristaps not going to make it because of injuries. Drew Holiday is simply a role player, and I'm I'm I can't tell you how glad I am that he's just a role player now because my brother would be getting so much slander on Twitter. But it just doesn't happen anymore because like he's a fifth option. Who cares? Um, but and, and it's good for him though. Um, now I guess we can move on over to the West. We already talked starters. Our we all are in agreement. Those are the starters. I guess I can start with the reserves. Oh man, I'm almost scared to go because this thing's crazy. So my reserves, my two guards, Steph Curry and De'Aaron Fox. My oh my god, my forwards, my three forward spots. I put Kawhi. I put AD. And then I was flip-flopping to so many people. I gotta put Demontis Sabonis in here. He's having like another career year. He's upped his playmaking even more somehow. Um, so I had to get him in there. And then my two wild cards are gonna be arguably the two best shooting guards in the game. 
Devin Booker and Anthony Edwards SGA is a point guard. So um, don't take that out of context. Um, but yeah, those are my guys. Some of my snubs, Cat, Gobert, Kyrie, Shengun, Wemby, Jadub, Chet, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Paul George, James Harden, Lowry Markinen, just to name a few guys I who think are named all-star all- level years. It's just not going to make it. <laughs> I think you named all of the snubs that we, me and Chris could come up with. Uh, there might yeah. be one or two that we could probably pull out of our ass. Jalen Green. <laughs> I was so Fred, team Jalen Green coming out of draft, man. He let me down. <laughs> Fred, Fred Van Fleet. Oh. Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah, but Shang, it sucks Shangun's not going to get in there. But, like, man, he – man, I don't think he is. I don't think they're going to get him in there. The question Unless, is like maybe they take games into account for Devin Booker, but like he's officially played enough games where he can like count for stats now. So is his, the NBA got bumped up from like twenty six to like damn near twenty nine over the it's like crazy. past week. Dude, is the NBA going to go to an All Star game without Wemby? Yeah, yeah. Unf- his team's got like seven wins, man. Unfortunately, but an what he's game is done not, it's not since- is not an award though. It is like, like, and, and they, they, they do that. Remember the Hawks sent four dudes to the All Star game, when arguably none of them were All Stars. But so. it's just sometimes teams get. Look, I don't look. I'm with you, man. I don't believe All Stars should be based on who's winning. I should. I think it should just be based on who's good. Like, like who's who's who are the twelve best guys on each side having the best year. Um, but sometimes teams get benefits and. You know, like like the Lakers. What other eighth seed is sending two guys there? You normally wouldn't, but look me dead in the eyes and say LeBron James and AD ain't been all stars this year. So, uh, Chris, if you want to go next for your reserves. Yep, and Danny, you are you, my buddy. <laughs> You're in for a surprise. First reserve, Devin Bean Booker. That's my guy. Okay. Next reserve, Anthony Antman Edwards. That's my other guy. Third reserve, Stephen Wardell Curry. Wardell Stephen Curry, sorry. That's my guy. Even, even though I hate him a little bit, that's my guy. Fourth reserve, Victor Wimbanyama. I don't care how many wins they got. 20 and 10 as a rookie, three blocks, you're in. In my book, you're in. And he's a freak. He's a freak. <laughs> he's the, he sham got a Rudy Gobert at the three-point line and then did a, a hook layup. At, they called that thing the Sham Godzilla. But, but, by the way, like he just did that like off GP, no thoughts. So he's in my All Star game. I tell you that. Mother uh, reserve, my last like reserve for the the five is uh, Anthony Davis. I have Anthony Davis at the five. Now my last two wild card picks are De'Aaron Fox because I had to get a king in, and I was gonna put Sabonis. So uh, Sabonis and Fox, if one of those kings would get in for me, and my last reserve is Shangun. I think because I think Shangun okay. might miss. Well, not not reserve my wild card. I think Shangun is not going to make it. But that dude's been balling. He's literally been baby Jokic, baby Spurs, whatever you want to put in that category. He's been in that realm, and he's only going to get better as the team starts to play with him more. So I, I show Shangun some love. He, he made mine. I love. That. I like that. I like that. Yeah, uh, someone got to show Shangun some love and credit to the Freakazoid himself, Ime Udoka. He got in there day one and was like. I know what Steven Silas was trying to do, trying to make Jab- make this thing about Jabari and Jalen Green, but I know who the best player is. He's running my O. He's playing fourth quarters. He's closing things out for me. 
Um, At the end of the day, he knows a hub when he sees one. Bam, Sabonis, Jokic, Shango. You can literally run your off, and Wimby's that too, but he just does other things. But you can literally run your offense through your five, and that's where you let your space creators, your creators and playmakers, that's where they get their space from having the whole court to roll around if you have a hub there. Yep. Uh, and then, Danny, your reserves. My reserves are as follows. At the guards, you got Steph Curry, Winston Austin without Wardell, and Anthony Edwards. Okay. And then you got your three bigs. Well, you could call this guy big if you want. Uh, you got Paul George. You got Kawhi Leonard keep, keeping it okay. in L.A. And I'm going Wemby. I, I, I genuinely don't think you can go an all-star game without Victor Wembanyama. Y'all really showing and, him the love. Dude, like me and Chris are in agreement. Dude, he is generational. Yeah. Imagine, but like, <laughs> okay, imagine that. LeBron as, like, just imagine them not putting, I don't know, did LeBron not make the All-Star game as rookie? I don't know if he did, he but did he not. averaged 25 and 5, so he should have, but the NBA was a little, little crazy back then with wings and fours, and I think they only did that. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, at that time, it, it was at that time, it was like, you couldn't even be mad. T-Mac was around, Kobe was there, it, it was, it was difficult. Exactly, <laughs> but like, as a big, if you look at the bigs, like, Vic is ju- doing on par or better with all of them and he's doing I it just, as a rookie. Yeah, I so. think man I gotta get I, I just gotta get some bonus in there. And I think Vic's I, more fun for an all-star game and I think head coaches choose it right all right man if if we if we you want to do fun if we if if we gonna do fun then we we can redo our things I got a completely different team but I see the all-star game I see it as a award you should be rewarded Chris Chris typed in the chat, Saboner, bro. Uh, but if we're if we're if we're doing this thing all fun, man, let me get Derek Jones Jr. in the All Star game. If we doing this for fun, let me get um, Cam Thomas in this thing. Let me Lamelo Ball starting playing forty minutes. Let me Lamelo is going to be playing. Zach Levine is playing. Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore's playing. Hell yeah, baby Jalen Brown. Uh, who's credit to him? He's been picking it up lately. So I'm. I get that. Like, I get that. Look, man, I have my like, two wild cards to go through. Has, has, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I cut you off. Heavily. My two wild cards are Devin Booker and Anthony Davis. Okay. I think okay. those I think those two are a requirement to play in an all-star game. They Absolutely. are like they're definitely not starters in the all-star game at this point. But like if you look at the, the two guys that are starting on in the all-star game, they're yeah. they're running mates. So you yeah, gotta get like, in the all-star like, game. Yeah, like I mean, you look at that West starting five. It's just like there's no way to mess that up. Luka Doncic and and Shea have been the two best guards in basketball. Not close either. Not Luka's close. crazy, dude. Like oh. Luka, Luka and Shea have been. Duh, um, I I like watching them. It's just like this. This is guard. Like this is what guard play should be. Like it, it's perfect. And then you got Kevin Durant, who look when Kevin Durant. Is having one of his best years, like you're not leaving him out. And what's crazy is you wouldn't even look at this and that and like this is a this is a KD like one of one of his best years. It is, it is. Um, you know, crazy. Then, Luka is plus seven hundred to an MVP right now. He's had he is voter fatigue for an award he's never even finished as a finalist for, and it sucks because his stats are on par. With Shea, who I believe has the second or third best odds, or second and third in the running. And I'm not saying Shea don't deserve to be up there, but it's like 
the winning is probably that gap. If the Mavs are the two seed right now, Luke is probably the favorite, to be quite honest, man. He's otherworldly. It would be him or him or Embiid. You want to hear his stat his stats since January 17th? What? 33, 13, 10, 33, 18, 13, 34, 8, 9, 73, 10, and 7. Uh, would have been a 73-point triple-double if his teammate didn't brick 19 threes. 28, 10, and 17, 45, 9, and 15. He's the best player on the planet right now. You can't tell me anything else. Like, Yeah, yeah. This, this team is ass without him. Yeah, it, it is bad. And Kyrie's out again tonight, so... I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, I'm sorry you have to live in Dallas, but like it's it's probably a treat sometimes you get to watch this. But sometimes don't 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 give him any pity. He gets to watch Kyrie and Luca and, a couple and, times a year, and Derek and, Jones Jr. He's bound oh, for a highlight dunk. No more, y'all missing one. G League, Jordan Walker's in the G League. I don't know if y'all remember Jelly Fam as as yeah, well yeah, as yeah. I do, but Isaiah Washington, the dark skin short kid, Jordan yeah. Walker's in the G League. He just had 33, 7, and 10, and G League games are five dollars. So. I'm living the right G League right games, what, little your little local college games. Literally, <laughs> what, what, what's their uh, what's the G League team down there? Uh, it's the Texas Legends. Texas, Texas Legends. Now, Legends. and and honestly, that's I've a, went that's to that's a, a bunch AAU of games. team, dude. It does, and I went to a bunch of games. Like I've got to see, I, I saw Jaden Hardy get fifty. I watched Alex Antetokounmpo. I've watched, um, I, I watched uh, Jordan Poole in a warm up game uh, when he was going to go back to the Warriors. Like this is when he was already up in the G League. I, I've, I've seen a lot of good players for really cheap in the G League. And I, 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 everybody watching, if you if you have a G League city in your town, I would definitely just say go because you never know what player is going to be on a rehab assignment or what young player is going to be playing. It's always a, a good one. I don't know if the Sixers. I, I feel like I could be just remembering this wrong. I feel like I they used they to be blue the, coat. Yeah, I thought they used to be the eighty sevenders. I, I don't know what I'm thinking of. I, no, the uh, Adelaide 87, 87ers. I think that's a. Uh, are they in Australia? I, I, I've seen that's that probably that's probably some Australian stuff, and I'm I'm, I'm just talking. Uh, but it seems like for our brackets, it seems like y'all are subbing Sabonis out for Wemby, and then, man. Wait, wait, wait! No way! I can't get behind it, fam. (laughs) I would love it. I I would love to see it. I found an article: Sixers change name of newly acquired D League affiliate to Delaware Eighty Seventers. So okay, so I'm not tripping. Okay, now they're the blue coats. They they call themselves. They call themselves the Sevens, though. Yeah, just like y'all call yourselves the Sixers. Sixers, Sevens, Seveners. I don't know. Um. But I was saying so, we have you know who plays for the blue clothes? Darius Baisley. Whoa. Nice. Yo, all, all I tell you is Turquavion Smith, he's him. I don't soon, know if you watch six soon. Years. Soon. Dude, if if you watch him, the chat soon. He, he provides a, such a spark off the bench. He because he got that Shake Milton-esque spark. Ricky Council, <laughs> one of my favorite college uh players of last year. Ricky Council. He's if nice he still. can't do anything, he can jump high and he can play defense. So at some point, he'll find his way on the floor. At some point, I know Sound, he will. Sounds like Markel Fultz to me. Uh, that was a nice little random player spiel we just had. Uh, do you have anything <laughs> to say uh, before we wrap this thing up? Not this was a, a pretty unique episode for us. We, we yeah, we definitely talk, was. Got to talk a good amount of football and basketball, which. Uh, can't wait till we could talk a lot more ball because there's a lot more agendas to get across. Well, I can't so, wait to push it. Push the um, limit. 
But thank you guys for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, keep showing love. We are up to 230 subscribers, which is uh pretty good. We've been uh, gaining a lot in the, uh, the past month. And if you're listening to this on audio platforms, please like, leave a five-star rating, and follow the podcast so you get notifications of when our newest episode drops. And make sure you leave a download if you liked the episode uh, from AP New Freezer, Culture by Migos, and DC Comics. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week.